You're listening to the Nitty Gritty Podcast with Jen Gall and Shona Hutchings, where they discuss the nitty gritty of creative entrepreneurship. Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of the Nitty Gritty Podcast. Today, Shona and I are going to be talking about client etiquette, which I legit feel is a topic that needs to be discussed. Mm -hmm. Whether you're someone who's listening to this podcast, whether you're a client or whether you are an entrepreneur, I feel like this is going to be super relatable and hopefully important to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, um, the first kind of topic that we wanted to touch on was business hours. So as an entrepreneur, as we had said in the last episode, if you listened and got through it all, um, thank you by the way. Yeah. Thanks for being an episode too. (laughs) What's basically like when you're an entrepreneur, you work a ton of hours and there's different kind of expectations than if you were to walk into like a brick and mortar store that has like set hours. However, I mean, entrepreneurs need some off time as well. So we just kind of wanted to talk about business hours and like respecting time. Mm -hmm. So um, if I talk about myself, so... I think with my clients, um, because I really have to get to know them and their brand kind of on a personal basis, um, they usually have my cell phone number um, as well as my um, email, um, which directly goes to my phone as well. Um, So I haven't really posted, maybe this is my own problem, but I haven't really posted like business hours. And I think it's because that I just like, I'm a people pleaser. And I think I just want to like cater to everybody's needs all the time. Um, But sometimes it like, it can be draining. So when I'm getting messages at like 11.30 at night, um, when I'm getting ready to go to bed to wake up at like mm. six to get ready for my teaching job the next day, sometimes getting messages at that time, it's it's hard. And like, I, it's just in my nature to want to respond to you. But then it goes on for like... An hour. No, I shouldn't say that long, but it goes on for a bit just to, I don't know if it's like dates or what we're talking about or whatever, but sometimes like my schedule might not meet your schedule and that's partially my problem. I need to just not respond, which I'm getting a little bit better at, but yeah, so business hours, but I think you have business hours actually like set, so. Yeah, so we, I feel like this is such an interesting topic for me because I legit was just talking about this with my account manager at our meeting on Tuesday. And we have had to put in place some strategic ways to navigate those waters simply because with social media management, you're on 24-7. And when people, like for clients, if someone messages a client at 11 p.m., the question is, do we answer it or do we wait in the morning? And so that's something that we've really had to figure out in terms of like what that boundary looks like. But even for our clients, so some some tactics that we've had to put in place is that in our intro package that we send out to clients, we have outlined specific times when they can reach us and how to reach us. But then also it specifically says like if they message us out of these hours, they might not hear back from us until the next day. Recently, we've added certain times on the bottom of our email signature where it says we send emails at 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. and then that's when we respond to emails now mm-hmm. warranted is sometimes it takes me an hour to go through all of my emails just because there's so many or because like 
I'm one of those people and like this, just like an email tactic or like a good tip to keep in mind where it's like, if you open an email, deal with whatever it is right then and there. Oh, I'm literally the worst at that. Oh, I used to be terrible at it, but I've gotten to a point where it's like, I refuse to open an email unless I'm going to actually take an actionable step after because otherwise like you're either, if you forget to like mark it as unread or like it just sits there Mm -hmm. or you think you've answered it, but you haven't really. but even even if we have these like set business hours, we still get really random people messaging us that don't respect business hours because they think that we're available to them whenever. I think the problem now is like with email and especially with Instagram Social and media. and yeah and like and DMs, it's just it makes you so accessible to anybody who wants to contact you at any time. It's so so true, and that's where I think like. We, we can't blame, we can't blame our clients. Like this is gonna sound horrible because like sometimes I'm like, don't call me at 6 p.m. on a <laughs> Friday night. Cause I shouldn't, but I shouldn't be answering my phone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, most, it's mostly our fault. Like I feel like at the same time, like yes, no, I don't really wanna have messages and to respond to you at 11.30 at night when I, on like a Wednesday when I'm trying to go to bed and get ready for right. the next day. But at the same time, like why am I even looking at it? It's so true. Yeah. It's so, so true. So it's like, it's not only do we have to kind of, ooh, what's, what's the right word? What's the appropriate word for this? Um, train, I'm just gonna use the word train. Not only do we have to train like our clients and potential clients on how to properly do this, but also we have to train ourselves because like we're also the ones that are answering the messages and responding mm-hmm. and being accessible at that time. And that was actually something that my account manager, Angela and I were talking about at our previous meeting where it was like, if someone is like, it feels like they're completely accessible to you because like, like you said, right? Like when you're working with these clients, they almost become like my clients have become yeah like friends yes or like there's like a more of a personal level on it as well because you're you're dealing with very personal like with the people themselves like it's self-branding it's they're promoting themselves so you all you do it to set those guidelines where it's like okay i'm not available right now like when we get dms on social media we always say oh can you just send me what what your thoughts were in an email Mm -hmm. so then we get it in the email and we can respond respectively but also i cannot stand when we get professional information and dms on social media so it's all for this is for whether you're a client whether you're an entrepreneur if someone ever messages you as like for professionalism on social media, I almost always try to get them to do it in an email because you will lose those DMs at some point. Yeah, once you guys are super popular on social media, <laughs> like eventually, like you can do that star or whatever the new thing is to like right, yeah. ha- have social media like messages come up to the top, but eventually, like once you get too many social media messages, they like, they disappear. They disappear or they're hard, it's hard to find. Yeah. Whereas... Like you can't really search your messages no. with that person in your in your DMs. Exactly. Yeah. So I highly recommend, specifically from like an entrepreneurial standpoint, that if you're going to do professional conversations or something that's related to um, like the work that you're working on, try and get it to their e- your email address. But please, please let's all let's all just respect each other's time, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know, be happy and be okay if someone says I'm not available on this date or at this time or I can't speak to you right now, I'm in a meeting or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. Because everyone, you know, our business, 
I personally don't believe in the whole like work-life balance thing. I think you have your priorities and you set your priorities and you make your schedule the way it is. But I think we all need to be respectful of the fact that we're all humans and all humans need time where we're not on our phones or like, if you just want me to be generally a happy human being all the time, like, I feel like I need to be able to sleep sometimes, so. <laughs> if you need me to be yeah. happy when, and when I take your photos, and <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm very good at acting. Like, I have to do it kind of every day in my job when, when kids don't want to complete their homework or <laughs> if, a, if a kid tells me to uh, get out of their face or something like that. But at the same time, like, yeah, you need some time. You need some time off. Um, I mean, I like have to have a happy marriage and like life in my home right. I need to be able to like spend time with my husband where I'm not staring at my phone or like mm-hmm. messaging people all the time. It's so, so true. Yeah. Okay. So the next thing that we wanted to talk about is professionalism. <laughs> and I think the reason that we got on this topic is because, and I really want to reiterate that it's not my current clients that are doing this. My current right. clients are quite, quite professional when they write me. And like I said, we have become friends. Um, but if you DM me with like R U spelt the letter R and then the letter U and then available for my kid's birthday this weekend with like a bunch of like T9 type text messaging, <laughs> short codes and things like that, and you don't even like introduce yourself, tell me what time that you're available at. Um, or that you need me to be available at. Um, it's just, it's really unprofessional and quite honestly, I'm not sure that I'm gonna to wanna to pick you up as a client because you didn't, you didn't put in the effort to ask me professionally to come and work for you. So um, I think professionalism is always kind of, well, not always, sorry. It's, it is quite important in terms of trying mm-hmm. to um, get someone to do work for you, whether in, in service or if you're asking, let's say like if you have a good that you're, you're selling, um, if you have like custom goods or whatever, right. um, you don't want to just message people and be like, hey, can you... Yeah, I think I think social media has kind of lended to that in a way where you can, people think that it's, there's like a personal level to it, but just because it's on social media doesn't mean it shouldn't be unprofessional. Social media is almost kind of turned into like the email mm-hmm. version. Well, it is turned into another form of email essentially. But I think it's important to note that you still need to be professional, whether you're reaching out to get a service or to connect with someone, whatever it is. Like let's say you're an influencer and you want to connect to someone because you want to work with one of their brands or you want to work with one of their products or whatever whatever it is that you're doing it needs to be professional if you expect to work with them or have a partnership with them Mm -hmm. and I also want to say that sometimes people make mistakes because like valid yeah I think I like responded to someone recently and I came out in a story saying that I said oh hells yeah which like (laughs) it was (laughs) that's like the best story please tell it Uh, okay so um (laughs) I had Elizabeth from Wooly Doodle message me, and I stupidly, this is my error, responded when I was drinking at a wedding, um, because I was, I was, like, excited, and I wrote, she, she basically, she was asking me if I was available to take photos for, like, a fall launch, and I responded, oh, hells yeah, which wouldn't normally be my response in an email, unless, like, we're clients, and we're close, and we've become besties, it wouldn't... Was it an email? Social media? Oh, oh sorry, through, yeah, it was through DM. I lied. It was on, on Instagram? Yeah, on yeah. Instagram. So, yeah, that was my response. 
But because I was drinking and because I like know another company through social media um, that has a similar name, I was thinking that it was Ashley through Woolly Maple. <laughs> and because I like know Ashley from outside of like social media, um, I responded to her thinking that it was that. And then I realized the next day that I was incorrect and like formally apologized <laughs> to Elizabeth. But luckily she was like really cool about it and said that it was basically her ideal response anyways, that I would yeah. say something like that. But I mean, people do make mistakes um, at the same time, but I mean, the you shouldn't ever be responding to your professional emails or DMs um, while you're drinking. Right, yeah. Which is the opposite of what we're doing right now, creating this podcast, but there you go. This is chill and relaxed. And chill and relaxed. It's you and I chatting about- It's a chill zone, guys. About the nitty gritty real shit, oh, yeah. so. So basically what we're saying is just be professional, as professional as you can be on social media or email when you're like reaching out to people or Mm -hmm. brands. It's almost like if you're going to do like an elevator speech in front of someone to try and like be like, we want this thing done. You're not going to be like, hey buds, what's up? And you know, so if you, if you want to like. What you doing? Exactly. So if you're going to like promote yourself, you just, if it's like your first impression. It's yeah. Everything, everything always comes back to the first impression, mm-hmm. which is kind of scary. Cause I used to hate those kind con- like, I used to hate that when you look in school and they're like networking and first impression and business card and elevator speech or pitch. And I'm like, go away. No, but it's so true. It's so important to know those and to understand like what what that means for your business mm-hmm. first impressions are everything people mm-hmm. everything and just being like genuinely a good person yeah, is also pretty important important a nice person <laughs> yeah okay um expectations you want to talk about that oh expectations oh my gosh i feel like you deal with that a lot more i don't know a lot more than i do i think i think for expectations a lot of the stuff that i get is more so with timelines for me and then also just at that creative process I had a really interesting conversation with someone uh, over the last couple months months where they didn't really understand that it takes the creating like a creative brand for someone there's a process to that and it's not something that we do in a couple days or a week not only because we want to build like a quality brand for someone or a quality social media account or a quality website but simply because i mean let's be honest guys like that whole we have other clients you're not my only client sort of thing like i would never say that to a client but let's be honest like i have a long list of clients that i deal with which i'm sure you can relate mm-hmm. to yeah we both work with multiple people, so expecting something in a couple hours or in a couple days sometimes is just very unrealistic. And then so to constantly be like messaging and inquiring and pushing and being upset when it's not done in something that is unrealistic is just does not. It's not realistic. It's just it's just the way it is. But I think that also goes back to say for like entrepreneurs like the biggest thing I can say is like, we need to set those expectations from day one. Oh yeah. hundred percent. So it's like, for me, it's more so like, even if I set those expectations and the individual who I'm working with doesn't respect those expectations, that becomes a challenge for me. So it's just a matter, honestly, it's like, no matter what we talk about today, I think the biggest thing that we're going to be relating everything back to is communication. Like if you're going to get anything out of this podcast today, communication, communication, communication oh, 100%. with your clients 
or your client with the service or the individual you're working with. Like you have to communicate with each other. Otherwise everything will go out the door as shit. (laughs) Just pure crap. So in terms of expectations with me, um, I think I like have been pretty open about the fact that I am a teacher. So I think most of my clients understand like in terms of timeline expectation and they've been quite good about like giving me time and understanding like I'm not available while I'm teaching, um, those kind of things. But the expectations that I get are a little bit more in terms of like creative expectations. So um, asking me like in terms of editing, like doing a bunch of editing that just I'm not um, making like a Photoshop, like, I don't know, artwork. I'm, u- I'm using a photo and I can edit certain things in the photo, but after a certain point of time, the edits just become too much and it just looks too fake. So I think, um, just being realistic with the expectations in terms of creative work, um, and understanding that like, I can't make something out of nothing. So, um, I'm okay. I'm okay. I think mostly with the timelines that I have, uh, it's just more so like expectation in terms of when I'm available. Um, so you can't really message. I think I'm very fortunate to be as busy as I am. Um, but at the same always. time, I can't, yeah, I can't always be messaged like a couple of days before, um, and be expected to do a photo shoot like that weekend or something like that, just because I, I mean, I already have a client and I'm, I'm very lucky that my clients have been very fortunate of that. It's just, I always feel I almost feel bad being like, no, sorry, I can't do it. But I like, I kind of wish that, um, I, I have some sort of outlet where I can say like, here's, I'm booking into this time, which I have done, but I think sometimes people just go like, oh, she probably has some time available. And I think for me, I've like had to go in and book off like my birthday or like my husband's birthday or like Thanksgiving just to make sure that I have that time kind of available to spend with family or to like relax and enjoy my own my yeah. own day. Because if I don't do that, I honestly, I'll just give it away to I, everybody. I remember having that conversation with you where it was like... Because you are teaching Monday to Friday, mm-hmm. and then, like, if you're talking about photography, like, you have to have the lighting. And as we get into the winter, mm-hmm. it's going to become less and less possible to shoot later on in the day without heavy equipment to light up the scenes. So, it's like, you have to book off time for yourself, mm-hmm. and people have to, I mean, respect that, but also expect it. Like, we're coming into the holiday holiday season like you can't be working like for example on Christmas or like oh my god my family would shoot me but yeah (laughs) for sure um okay so yeah basically expectations for me it's more like yeah creative expectations and then just like like not timelines but just availability expectations do you do you think that there's any way that there's like um, how do I how do I ask this? Is there is there a way that you can set those creative expectations? Like, is there anything that you can any way to like explain that to someone? Like, right when you start off, not that you're not doing that, but like for those who are listening who maybe have a photography business or a creative business, how do you set those expectations from the beginning? Is there even a way? Well, I think for me, quite honestly, people are are hiring me because they usually just like my work. Like they either right. like the way that I edit or like how my photos look, how the angles that I'm using, etc. So I think for the most part, I've been pretty lucky to like just attract clients that like what I already do. It's more so um, 
when I'm taking a photo of a client who like doesn't, they like the photo and they like what it looks like. They just don't like like a pose or I've had it even like a long time ago when I was um, doing photos for like weddings and I had a, a mom of one of the like wedding party members ask me to like basically give her a new set of like um, veneers <laughs> like on her teeth, which like... I understand that, like, yes, you want to have a nice smile and those kind of things, but it's it's hard for photographers to just basically like fake something that's not there. So we can we can go into Photoshop. So I think it's like those those things can happen as long as people are willing willing to spend the money to to go through that process in order for those to happen because it's not just like a like there's a difference between like editing in Lightroom and Photoshop and using those kind of tools to like make photos, change aspect ratios, change lighting change the colors those mm-hmm. kind of things but then actually like alternating like altering an image to be something else is different and that's that's a lot more work in photoshop so i think just the expectation of being like yeah sure like i can do that for you it's just it's going to take a lot longer and you would just you would have to pay for that time basically yeah mm-hmm. and everyone should just love each other and love themselves for who they are and what they oh, look 100%. like <laughs> yeah i think uh, i think the other thing is like I think when I'm going through photos, a lot of the time, like, I I think people look great, and I think sometimes people just, in terms of, like, everybody's, like, their own worst critic, right? So looking at their own photo, they're going to be like, oh, no, we don't like this, or this needs to be changed, or can you do this? Which, I like, yes, I can usually do it. It's just I wouldn't have necessarily seen that, what you would consider a flaw. Right. Because I I wouldn't consider it a flaw. So, um, yeah. Okay. Um, Next. Missed calls. Ooh. Oh, I feel like you probably, I don't, I'm be totally straight with you. Like I don't get a ton of calls. Like everything I per, like I tend to get is through Instagram. Yeah. So I get like the messages or I get the emails. So I don't get a ton of phone calls and I'm horrible. Cause I, like, like I said previously, like I'll answer the phone at 6 PM on a Friday night. So let's hear your side of the leave a message guys. <laughs> Okay, so recently, no, I probably don't get a call, a lot of calls. I think most of my business has been happening through Instagram. I like love that app. It's crazy, like how I love it and I hate it at the same time. But it's amazing how many people that I've been able to meet and connect with through it. But I don't get a lot of calls. But when I do get calls, if I can't answer them, I would really appreciate if people would leave messages. And the reason being is. I might not be answering your call one because it's like 1130 at night and I'm about to go to bed and I don't want to answer you or because I'm in the middle of something and I don't have time to get to you right away. So you're teaching or I'm teaching. Yeah. Like, but if you leave a message, I can at least determine the urgency of the thing that you're asking me to do. And then when I have a chance with the whole other list of things that I have going on, I can give you a call back. So because I'm like quite busy with my full-time job teaching and then outside of that also doing like the photography, um, creative outlet that I have and business that I'm running. And then on top of that, also trying to like live general life. I have to, I have to prioritize my time. So in order to do that, I have to know kind of the expectations that, or the asks that people have of me. So, um, I just wanted to say like, yeah, if you, if you call someone 
and they don't answer the phone and they have a like messaging service system, just leave a message. It can be even like, hey, just wanted to ask you about this one thing that we discussed, but I see that you're unavailable. Give me a call back when you have a chance or, oh my God, my website just went down and I oh urgently God. need you. There's like a difference, but I would be able to tell that difference with that message versus having to call you back right away regardless yeah. of what it is and potentially having to put other clients on hold because you didn't leave a message for right. me. Right, or yeah. even, like I know sometimes, like I personally, when I was younger, I hated leaving voicemail messages. It mm-hmm. was like the, just like, the worst thing on the planet. So even if you were to call someone and couldn't get a hold of them, email them. Mm-hmm. Send them an email. If it's urgent, write urgent in the subject line. I like if there was ever any issues with a social media client, I am like the first person to like write urgent in the subject line or have them be like, if there's ever a problem, like you need to let me know. So it's one of those things where it's like if you're uncomfortable with the e- with like my husband up until like two days ago couldn't like call for pizza oh god I remember that yeah so like he like I understand like yeah some people have some sort of it's anxiety like in terms of like leaving messages but do you yeah, think it's you changed change now because everyone's so used to doing like videos on Instagram I don't know maybe <laughs> but all, all I'm saying is yeah. if you if you you know you you have a voicemail and you're uncomfortable leaving a message to that person send them an email because let's all be honest our emails are ten tends to be attached to our phones so we'll get the message it's just if you need to contact someone maybe you like I have a I, like even when I'm working with clients who like love to shoot those messages where it's like they just have a thought and they need to call you I would honestly actually prefer if they sent an email I know sometimes it's like a lot more work because they have to write things out but it's a lot easier for me to like scan through an email multiple times then hear someone like reiterate the same thing over and over again on the phone it also gives you like a paper trail like if you just like i am a stickler for having things in writing just yeah yeah just because yeah gives you gives you something to refer back to versus like talking over the phone sometimes um like at least a message i can i can listen to multiple times and write it down if i need to but with email, for example, um, you have that paper trail to refer back to saying like, oh, I remember that you had said this. And then it also gives us like both client and um, like owner, business owner, a way to like check off the to-do list. It's so true. Yeah. It's so, so true. Um, so speaking of having everything in writing, we really want to talk about being upfront about your budget. And this is something that I, at the very beginning of any business is so uncomfortable. Talking about money, I think for so many people is so awkward Mm -hmm. and honestly, like it's okay. But at the same time, like at some point, if you own your own business, you have to be okay. You you have to be aware of what your numbers are, but you have to be okay to be, to talk about how much your worth is and what your Mm -hmm. value is. And that's something that I used to like hate. First of all, I hate money. I'm be straight, totally straight. Like I am an owner of a business, and I am in tune with my finances, but I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Hate it. I do it because it's necessary, and it's like a necessary evil to be able to run a business. But it is always the last on my to do list. I have it scheduled in my calendar every week because it has to happen. But in terms of being upfront with clients about your budget, I am probably the first person to like laughing. <laughs> I am like, like the first person to 
choking up. Oh no. Death by wine. But in terms like in terms of your budget, honestly, like when you look at a sales funnel, the first thing you should be talking about is your budget. So you should actually be like meeting with a client and saying, This is how much this is gonna cost. Why is this so funny to you? I'm not laughing. <laughs> I'm literally choking on my wine in the background. Okay, this I like is... have a big gulp and now I'm dying. Not only is not, not only is budget not, you. not only is budget uncomfortable for all of you, it's clearly <laughs> causing Shauna to choke. That's how uncomfortable. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But okay. I'm gonna just in terms of like reiterating that for for budgets, you honestly like as a business owner, like you should be saying your budget within the first five to 10 minutes of meeting a client who's already asked you how much are your services? Mm-hmm. Because when you do that, when you, when you say to a client, like, this is how much I am worth. First of all, there's that mutual understanding of what the value is and you can weed out the people who can't pay for your services within 10 minutes of meeting them. And when you know that it's like, I mean, the truth of the matter is there are going to be people who cannot pay for what, what you're offering. Mm -hmm. And although that's hard and it's easy to say like, yeah, I'll lower the price. You shouldn't do that because then you're, you're lowering your value. And at the end of the day, we all have bills to pay. So it's one of those things where it's like, say it up front, be honest about it, be upfront about it. And then you'll save everyone a lot of time and you'll be making the money that your worth and that you should be making and Mm -hmm. also pay your bills. (laughs) Yeah. I find what's interesting for me is sometimes I'll have people message me and they'll be like, we need you for photos on this day, blah, blah, blah. And they haven't even asked me how much I charge. And I'm just like, wait a minute, hold on, like hold the phone. Here's like, I don't obviously start the conversation with that, but I want it to be an open conversation. Hold the phone. To be like, okay, like you've asked me to do all of this, but you haven't even considered how much I charge. So either you're like, money is no object and you just don't care who you hire and you want to hire like whoever will take the photos for you or whoever you're trying to get in contact with or like they really just haven't even considered it. So yeah, being upfront about budget is important. And I think with like photo services specifically because I have so many clients that have different things. I've, I've just been charging hourly. I haven't really come up with um, like packages as I used to with like lifestyle and wedding photography. Um, but yeah, you can, if you're upfront about it, we can determine like how much time we should be spending mm-hmm. on photos versus how much time I should be editing, and therefore also how much time I should be like doing the edits to alter photos, like we were talking about before. So that way, um, there there's no surprise when you get the bill, and then there's there's no like awkward conversation being like I thought it was this much, and actually you're charging me this much. So um, I have that like all in writing, like we were talking about, just in in like a contract, and usually all of my clients understand that prior to doing it but yeah yeah budgets I feel like money in any situation is always awkward oh 100% but as a business owner like you just have to come at it you know face first and Mm -hmm. be like yeah this is how much I'm charging and if you're interested we can always talk about pricing services and Mm -hmm. contracts and budgets and what that looks like in another podcast because I feel like that's a common question I get all the time. Oh yeah, like how to, how to price or how, how to, to talk price. about money. Yeah, and like, yeah. I think Shona and I are like the first people to be like, 
I mean, I feel like you're probably more in tune with finances than I am. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. We'll see. But, you know, just, I know, like, money has never been my favorite thing. I love having a lot of it. <laughs> I like spending on like, things I want. We were just talking about doing, um... <laughs> Retail therapy. Retail therapy. Yeah. But, you know, in, in the law, in the big, the big picture of things, business, money, and business is, like, really important. Yeah. Um, okay, so the other one is um, the expectation of free stuff. Oh, I feel like y- you and I get a lot of that in our business. I feel like, I would be totally honest, like, photography is, you probably get that, like, way more than I do with what I, I mean, we do photography too, but... I think because we're not branded as like a photography mm-hmm. agency yeah. and we do a lot of our stuff is like packaged or a lot of our stuff we are very clear not that you're not clear but it's easier to say like we need photography at this event can you do it for free or like can we exchange services so how do you deal with that like when someone says you know xyz can you do this for free what is your take on that yeah, okay, so I do come across this in photography, um, and I think it's more of, like, like the blinders are on in terms of what, like, what a photographer really does, and I think it's because they see, like, hey, we have this event or we have this thing that we'd like you to show up for for two hours, and they might see those two hours of, like, yeah, okay, you're donating two hours of your time, but they don't see a lot of the behind-the-scenes things, so... There's a difference between like, hey, this is a really good networking, marketing, whatever opportunity for you, and it being um, like pitched to me that way, um, and I see some sort of value in like an exchange of my time, or like, here's a charity that we would like to um, Mm -hmm. like donate to, etc. But there's a difference between that and like, we want you to come to this event, do it for free because we like just need you there and we don't, we can't afford to pay you and whatever, whatever. And then they don't see the like two hours of my event turning into like six hours on top of that. So it's like a full eight hour day that I've now just committed to doing for free. And like, I have photo equipment and things I, I have to pay for. It's not... Like, I I pay for, like, a subscription service to, like, um, Photoshop and, like, the Creative Cloud, which is, like, a monthly payment I need to make. And I have photo equipment that I have to insure. And I have all of this stuff. So it's, like, I can't can't constantly do things for free because then I, like, I literally couldn't run my business. So, yeah, just an expectation of, like, showing up. And I think it's because it's a service. I think maybe people – I don't know what it's like maybe because I don't offer, like, a brick-and-mortar type store good – that I'm selling, but I, I see it a lot in service industry and especially Same. creative service industry because the payment is usually, we're going to like, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, Exchange? No, not exposure. exposure you get yeah. exposure. And like, this has been said over and over again and there's like memes about it, but like <laughs> exposure doesn't pay the bills. Like, oh, I love eating my pizza paid for by exposure. Like, no, it doesn't happen. So like exposure is great, but there has, the exposure has to kind of turn around in terms of your um, client that you're looking for. Like what yeah. is your target market and is the exposure that you're getting going to get that target market? And if it's not going to, then there's not really a value in you doing it unless you're just 
giving to charity. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's like such, you've like touched on such an important topic too, especially for like influencer marketing. Oh yeah. So we like with our business, with social media marketing and our clients, we deal with a lot of influencers and a lot of influencers who reach out to us, or maybe we even reach out to influencers on behalf of our clients. And it's one of those things where you really have to consider the partnership. And I want to like highlight the word partnership (laughs) it should never be one-sided it should never be like I want you to do this because xyz like it should be exposure again is an important word but like you said right like who is your who is their audience who is Mm -hmm. your audience do they connect Mm -hmm. and what does that look like on your marketing scale or like your your marketing, you know, for that for that year, for that quarter. So I don't know. It's it's one of those things where influencer marketing is a whole other podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whole other episode. Um, but I do like in terms of free stuff. It like if if you are someone out there who's looking to do influencer marketing, I recommend only doing like one a quarter. Mm-hmm. Because as you were saying, right, it doesn't pay the bills, mm-hmm. but there is a benefit in it. And a yeah, lot of so time- like when I do when I do free stuff, we were talking about this earlier today. Yeah, I was like driving over to your house. Um, so basically, when I think about doing free jobs because I'm running a business I have to think about either the benefit to me which I, it kind of sounds bad but I mean it's true I'm running a business so like I have to think about either the benefit to me or I have to think about it in terms of like a marketing budget so like 100%. since I'm not paying for ads or advertising I'm doing this networking event to then turn around and hopefully like meet people or get clients or somehow like turn a profit on advertising or I'm doing it because I believe in the work that I'm doing so like if I believe leave in giving back to a charity mm-hmm. or those kind of things then I'll do a then I'll do a free event because I I, I like what they're doing and I want to support that um but yeah so basically when I when I do free things I have to think about those those ideas or those um things that I'm kind of striving for when I'm giving away my service yeah so yeah. what like what is again it goes back to the partnership right yeah. like you're still getting something out of it and they're getting the service that you're offering yeah so no matter where you are whether you are an entrepreneur or you're a individual looking to reach out to a brand, aka Hutchings and Co. Um, what does that look like? So mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of the time when I see influencer marketing, they're talking about how much like what like what their numbers are and what they can do and what they've done and how good they are, but it's not about them. When you're reaching out to a brand, it's about what you're offering that brand. Mm-hmm. And that's I think sometimes the the shift that has to happen when you're having that conversation because sometimes we get the emails or the messages and I'm just like that's great like congratulations that's fantastic for you but that doesn't really offer any benefit for us Mm -hmm. so again like it just goes back to that you know don't expect free shit (laughs) Um, I wrote stuff in the notes but she's getting heated I'm getting heated (laughs) because I I deal with this conversation far too often um and there's, again, there's benefits for both people. You, yeah. you have to word it correctly and you have to think about it bigger than yourself. Yeah. So like partnership, collaboration, regardless of how it's worded, it should kind of be a two-way street. A hundred percent. Yeah. All the way. Um, our next one is know your market, but I feel like we can talk about that in a different podcast because we're at like almost 40 minutes. Yeah. And I can, this is usually when I cut off of podcasts because I'm like, I love you and I love what you're talking about, but 
my car ride is over. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or I'm like, I'm getting off the subway or whatever I, it be. Yeah. I also feel like knowing your market could potentially be a whole other, like a whole second, well, third, fourth, fifth, different episode. So let's let's hit pause on this topic and we'll talk about that another time. Also, all my clients, I love you and I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> it's more like, it's usually like new clients that like haven't gotten into the stream of things. So I just, I just want to, if anybody's listening, I just want yeah. to hey. I, I also, I also feel like this topic could just be generally spoken. Yeah. Like I, like there's so many opportunities, like there's polite. so many things. Just be polite. Let's be polite and loving. Yeah. To all. You being good people. Okay. So we're going to sign off. Yeah, we're going to sign off from the, the Nitty Gritty podcast and love life. And I'm going to try and drink my wine appropriately and not choke on it anymore. Yeah, please, please don't. Oh I God. need you for episode three. So. All right. That's it. Goodbye. Thanks, everybody. That's all for this week's podcast with Jen Gall and Shona Hutchings. Tune in next week for more Nitty Gritty.